Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're here on Tiger Mountain. We just had our first snow of the year. And man, it was so beautiful last night to just watch the snow fall past the Edison bulbs on the deck. It was a sweet moment. My bride and I just savored it. It was restorative. Sunday mornings can be exhausting, you know, and, and ministry can be really tiring. It's hard sometimes for pastors to really observe Sabbath because that's when we work often, just as, you know, as hard as any other day of the week, if not harder. I come home from preaching. I've learned this about myself. Like, I'm more exhausted after preaching than I am after running a half marathon, for crying out loud. I don't know what it is, you know. It just takes every brain cell I've got. <laughs> and this, this time of Sabbath rest, coming home and watching this snow fall, was restorative and sweet. And I woke up today ready to record some devotions. Man, Sabbath is so incredibly important, but it was contorted by the legalism of the Pharisees in our modern day context, like we discussed in our sermon this past weekend. Uh, we still can repeat the same mistakes as the Pharisees. We can ascribe legalistic preferences onto the Word of God and start to sort of project these personal convictions and preferences onto others, judging others for not adhering to our own personal man-made addenda onto a very simple command to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. But the response of the Pharisees to Jesus' words was literally murderous. Now that's it's really profound, isn't it? Surely they're not angry because he controverted their teaching on the Sabbath. Surely they're not angry because he just healed a man with a shriveled hand right in front of them. They are angry because he's Lord. They're angry because God was going to use them to help bring about the crucifixion, the atonement for the sins of all who believe in Jesus. You know who else is angry in this text? Jesus himself does this in angry. When we interface this teaching, with its corresponding harmonious passage in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus, in his anger, reaches out to this man, has him extend his shriveled hand, and then it's restored. Verse 14 reads, But the Pharisees went out and plotted against him how they might kill him. They, in response to Jesus' teaching, in response to a miracle, that's incontrovertible, prima facie proof that he is Lord, their response is to kill him. They loved their legalism and they didn't like the idea of Jesus overturning it. I'm learning more and more as I share my faith. I did just this past week, you know, as a, as a realtor, I've got to do something to keep my license up. And so in this training course, I get to meet these really great people. I'm sitting at a table with some amazing other realtors. And uh, as I share the fact that I'm a pastor, I had to, though the discussion just kind of led to it. It organically came up. It wasn't a Jesus juke. It just naturally came up. I had to say it, you know, and uh, another guy at the, at the table shares that he's an agnostic and he believes that if God is real, then he's been good. I'm amazed at this. I used to think of the book of Hebrews like this, you know, top shelf, really advanced sort of a theological book of the Bible, but I'm, I've seen Atheists come to Christ through the book of Hebrews because what they held to before in their understanding of Christianity was legalistic Christianity, was the Pharisees' version of Christianity. 
maybe even an Old Testament sense of adherence to the law of Moses. I'm learning more and more as, uh, as, a, as an individual evangelist, not just as a pastor, that the book of Hebrews is great for scenarios like these, wherein people would see Jesus and, be, and, and, and not believe in him and adhere to their legalistic preferences as the Pharisees did, even in the face of miraculous proof of his divine lordship. They didn't like the fact that he's Lord. They wanted to go back to their legalistic, quote unquote, self-appointed authority. They, they didn't like the idea of Jesus proving that he's Lord, proving that he had the authority, proving that he had the authority to forgive sins by healing the paralyzed man, proving that he had authority by healing this man's hand in his righteous and good anger. Those who cannot articulate the gospel are not saved, and those who are not saved often cannot articulate the gospel. If they could, they would be saved, but they can't, and they are not saved. They will oftentimes, more and more frequently, the more I learn about this, favor a legalistic view of salvation, even a legalistic view of Christianity. They would view Jesus the way the Pharisees did, hence their anger at the thought of Jesus, the healer. Use this as we come upon our study in the book of Hebrews and the books to come. Hopefully, we'll be able to return to this theme. But for now, in your individual study, as you keep up with our study in the Gospel of Matthew, going into the book of Isaiah next, read some Hebrews. I was amazed to see Hebrews chapters 10 and chapter uh, and 13 come in handy while clarifying for an atheist friend, no, the blood of bulls and goats was never intended to take away sin. All of these laws pointed forward to Jesus. The reason that there's an Old Testament is that it refers to the Old Covenant. The New Testament refers to the New Covenant. Even the words testament can be almost interchanged with the word covenant. It's amazing. This kind of legalism persists today, not only in modern-day Israel and Orthodox Jewish practices. Moreover, it still even persists in the hearts of those who would criticize Christianity. They do so because they don't understand this. So show them. It's amazing. I asked this atheist friend of mine, would you look at the book of Hebrews with me? And we go through the book of Hebrews. We didn't go verse by verse through it. I wanted to, but uh, in a lot of his schedule, we were only, only able to cover a few chapters, chapters 10, 11, 12, and 13. And in the course of time, he gave his life to Christ. It was amazing. The legalistic scales fell from his eyes. He beheld the grace and the fulfillment that Christ gave to every promise that was made in the Old Testament. Look to the lack of objectivity in the Pharisees who plotted to kill Jesus after having witnessed proof of his lordship. They were not objective. They were not neutral. Neither are modern critics of Jesus.